This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3517 for Tuesday the 25th of January 2022. Today's show is entitled, HP Stream Laptop with Ubuntu 20.04. It is hosted by JWP, and is about 38 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, Laptop Update. Good day, everyone. My name is JWP. I got the word from Ken uh, that uh, he needed some shows, and I saw some news that was uh, really interesting. Uh, um, Gecko Linux uh, uh, offered their their version of uh, uh, Linux updated, uh, and it's off of SUSE stable, and uh, and. You know, OpenSUSE, they've always been really strict uh, because of the legal consequences, some of the copyrights and things like this, and uh, that they use patterns, uh, so that they use patterns uh, is interesting. And so I I had this old laptop, and uh, I hadn't used it in quite a while, and uh, I think I've told you all about this before, but we'll go ahead and go through it again. Um, The... um, I had so much done on it uh, that uh, the first thing I did when I picked it up was went and got the Windex and cleaned it up before I even opened up the shell. Uh, and the story of this laptop, it's pretty cool. Uh, I was with my stepbrother. Uh, I was on vacation in Corpus Christi, and one of the things that we like to do is uh, uh, when I when I come down is, is uh, go pawn shopping. And so I pawn shopped around, and uh, this thing was... it. Was originally 140 bucks, but they had had it forever and a day, and it had the blue screen of death on it. Uh, uh, and I was like, ah, that's only. And I think I, I talked them down to like 50 bucks because it had the blue screen of death. I was like, well, you know, make the blue screen of death go away. And the pawn shop guy had no idea how to make the blue screen of death go away. And it's a HP Stream, which is a really minimal laptop, but uh, on the exterior uh and haven't even opened it yet uh uh to see what's going on uh it's got a hdmi output it's got a oh for sure a uh a usb 2.0 and a sd micro on one side with the power connector and on the other side it's got an earphone jack and another usb 2.0 so there's not three usb ports uh and if they if they did and want they were staggered it would be pretty good so it's still got the original uh, sticker on it. It says incredible, uh, affordability, totally productive. And I guess it originally came with a uh, Windows 365 subscription and one terabyte of storage. Uh, it's amazing that this thing is uh, about 10 years old, I'm pretty sure. And it's, uh, it's you know, the Microsoft 365 model is still the same, one terabyte. Uh, uh. But anyway... Uh, Windows 10 on this thing was just too, even back then, it was just too too slow. So I pressed the on button, and uh, another great thing about this is unlike, unlike my Pinebook, it's got a standard laptop keyboard, maybe a little cramped on the arrow keys, but other than that, everything's great. So it's, it's coming up. 
Uh, I believe it, so. It's got Lubuntu running uh, on it, and so I'm having a hard time believing that I could actually do better than Lubuntu with uh, this this uh, with this Sousa. But I wanted to give the Sousa a spin, but it's good just to check it out with the. Uh, so with Lubuntu, it's it came up. It's there. Let's see. Let's go to. The terminal, okay, accessories, uh, system tools, um, let's see, the QT terminal, and so let's go uh, 3-H, and okay, so it is a 2 gigabyte system. And uh, uh, let's go to DF-H, and it's got the, it looks to be, hmm, uh, it's a 32, 32 gigabyte, it's a, a 32 gigabyte system. Um, and uh, so let's do the free command again, 3-H, and so, so with everything going on right now, so it's Ubuntu uses 314, 314, and I have gotten it down to 118 with with stock. I mean, when I say stock, I mean the real stock XFCE with Debian. Uh, but the thing is, is that this this actually works. Uh, so you don't have to do anything with the with the Wi-Fi and all that stuff. So if you do the stock, the stock Debian, it doesn't come with uh, with Wi-Fi built in. So you, you have to get the the USB uh, um, toggle and and then install it that way. It's a real pain in the keister, uh, real pain in the keister. So moral of the story is is that you you can make it lighter. Uh, but you have to build it absolutely yourself from the from the ground up using uh, Debian uh, Debian stable. Um, so I'm I'm really curious. So 314 is what I'm pulling, and with XFCE, I, I really don't think that it's going to be that much easier. Uh, that much easier and. Uh, let's see if I can connect to the internet. Uh, and let's see. So he does not have 5G. He only has 240 gigahertz. Uh, and uh, let's see if I can remember. Five, four, and let's see. So I, I don't really know for sure, for sure. Um, if, if I'm actually going to do the change, because Ubuntu is uh, is pretty stable and it, it seems to be seems to be working quite quite well. And let me press the pause button real quick because uh, I'm having trouble connecting to the internet, and I sort of need the internet. And let's. Uh, so back. So with the with the LX uh, 
with the LXQT module, you can't uh, you can't edit from the taskbar the settings. Uh, so you have to go into what's called the advanced network settings. So it's in the menu, bring it up, and then you edit the Wi-Fi. So all of my Wi-Fi changed, uh, I, and it actually told me. So it had been since November 2020. Uh, since I had touched the laptop. And uh, so let's go through the, the uh, what's, what's happening with the, the laptop now. So he wants to, I think probably the best thing to do now that it's done is a sudo apt update and see what happens. And, uh, And it looks really simple. All of it seems so it's on focal. And let's see, it's 8791. So still pretty quick. That's not too bad. And uh, da -da -da -da. It's taking him a while because he's on first generation. Uh, it's not an SSD, it's some kind of chip built directly in, Greg built directly in that. Ah, the, that's the other thing. I think with the, it being a 32, all the Windows machines have 64 now, and, and so that that's a. Uh, that's the reason that I couldn't do it. I can remember reinstalling Windows with it. So it's, it says Ubuntu 20.04. I think that's still the, the, the correct one. Uh, and let's see, it's reading the packages. So finally it's done. So let's see we, after one year of doing nothing, let's see uh, how big the upgrade will be. And the upgrade is oh, it's it's 607 megabytes of additional disk space will be used. Okay, so let's press the yes. And so he's gonna update uh, from the Ubuntu Germany website, uh, and he's going along. So let let's let him do that, and I'll press the pause button again on the recorder so uh, I checked and yes uh, uh, 2004 is still the latest uh, the latest Ubuntu is, uh, so it's still the latest LTS and Ubuntu is a, a 36 month uh, 36 months uh, LTS uh, LTS on this and so um, it should uh, it should function and it seems to be it's actually a little zippier than I thought uh, ah, but it's, it's being zippy but it's still only at five percent five percent progress on the on the update uh, so the the gecko Linux folks they still they still use the source for forge so I'm always not a huge fan of Going to the SourceForge and going to the website and then clicking, looking at the advertisements and things like this. But then again, it's a free project. It's not 
There is no enterprise support there. So that, that, that's how that works. Uh, and it's really interesting. So the static versions of it are based on 15, uh, it's open to 15.03. And the uh, rolling is uh, based on Tumbleweed. And I downloaded the Bungie uh, version uh, and I had to do a, comp uh, a comparison. So the Bungie version isn't for this laptop. Uh, I'll have to find something else to test the Bungie rolling release version on. So the Bungie, for those that don't know, is um, it's it's based on GNOME. Uh, so it, it does a little layout based on uh, based on GNOME, and uh, the memory footprint compared to XFCE is is substantially uh, substantially more. And I'm really curious about LDME versus uh, LXQT, and I found uh, that okay, LMD from the LMD website says that it's still the lowest of them all. But if you really look uh, at the chart comparison, uh, the LX uh, LX I think it's LX QT. What is it? I'm going to panel section here. Uh, da, 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 preferences about LXQT. So LXQT, um, it's uh, it's still pretty lightweight. It's a little less than XFCE. So to me, they're all about the, you know, all about the same. I mean, and when you but when you're dealing with two gigabytes on an x86, um, you might do that. Um, like I said, the, the performance of this 10-year-old stream or 8-year-old stream, somewhere in that round there, it's, it's, it's much better than the original Pinebook. So I have the original Pinebook, and it's, you know, that I really like it because it had come, came with Trinity out of the box. So I opened it up, and Trinity, the KDE 3.1 was right there, and, you know, I could go back sort of to the... You know, early two thousands uh, with Trinity and and have a look, uh, but everything else about that laptop it's just a dog. And particularly, you know, I could get around it uh, if it had a good keyboard. Uh, if it had a good keyboard, I could get I could I could do something with it. But the, the original one did not come with a keyboard. Again, I think it was a hundred bucks. Um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a donation if we ever have an OG camp again because of Corona. I'll just probably donate that thing, uh, and uh, someone else can see if they can get more joy out of it than I have. And so that's why I've been really reluctant to to buy any more Pine stuff. Uh, I had bought the original Pine uh, board, and it's still down in my basement, and I have a cool case for it, and. He still runs and does stuff. Uh, does stuff. Uh, currently, he's disconnected. Um, I, I, I disconnected my my server farm, everything except for the open media server, uh, and I need to redo that whole thing and again, uh, again, because uh, I bought some Raspberry fours, and so I, I wanted to give that a try. And of course, that'll be a show when I do the. Uh, uh, open cloud or own cloud with uh, the PI4, and that's another source of much of much heartbreak. Uh, 
you really have to know what you're doing. That that is no way plug and play like the open media server. That that thing crashes and it won't boot and do all that. It does all kinds of stuff and and I compare it on exactly the same hardware. So they both on three Bs and so I've had the 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 open media server running for I don't know five years on on uh, the uh, the the Raspberry three B and never had a trouble four terabyte drive straight up no issues ever automat updates every morning at two o'clock from uh, two o'clock uh, once a week it reboots and never ever has a issue that's all scheduled and I never have to touch it uh, I never have to touch it. That own cloud or or next cloud, whatever it is that runs on on the PI, you know, it it just it requires so much human intervention that it's it can't it can't be uh, it can't be good. And that said, there's a lot of projects there, so you can you can run your office, you can have like an online like Google office thing there, you can, there's much learning to be done there, but as far as an alternative to Google Drive and syncing my phone and all this other stuff, it's, it's just not available enough to really make a difference. So let's have a look back at the uh, command function, command line, and okay, so it's at 50, uh, 55% and it, it looks like the big things are the Linux kernel. So it's, it's move. It looks like it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, converting from, uh, 5.4.0.54 to the same thing with 6.2. So interesting, interesting. It's still pretty slow. So I'm going to press the, the pause button again here. On, on my tablet where I'm recording and so it, it's still updating but it's interesting uh, it's doing all of the old kernels so it started at 62 it then did 54 now at 47 and now at 42 got no idea about how to make that any quicker but back to the the pond 64 thing so uh, I, I don't know how many of y'all still read digital watch but I, I still do I have the RSS feed I know that sort of dates me with the RSS feed, uh, but I have the RSS from DistroWatch, and, and uh, I noticed that Jesse came up with a, uh, a thing for his uh, his Pine uh, his Pine 64 phone, and uh, so I read it, and guess what? I mean, Jesse's an American, uh, uh, so he deals with AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, and that's pretty much your choice unless you go with a like a third party that uses one of those things. Uh, I think uh, sometimes uh, when I'm in the States, I use uh, Ting.com. Some of y'all might know that Chris Fisher, uh, you know, does an advertisement there. So I used it once and um, with Ting, and they send you the 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 GSM uh, uh, the sim the sim card. Um, but it's interesting uh, that. That the that he cannot get it hit to make phone calls or send SMSs or connect to, so he just uses it to connect to the internet. Um, so it could be that 
it's not really a phone. So it's it's more like a a phone tablet kind of thing. Uh, so the interesting might be that that little keyboard with the so I have a keyboard case now, and if you get the standard one, which is sort of a sucky phone uh, by today's standards, and you get the keyboard case with it, you have something about the same size as a Scion. So if you go back to the late 90s, uh, Scion, a UK company, had these wonderful little PDAs. And so if you wanted to re-experience the PDA experience, you could probably make a pretty good PDA out of that phone, but uh, out of what they call a Pine phone, but it it doesn't it wasn't working well enough for Jesse to make phone calls with it or send SMSs with it in his review, and so that that really worries me because I had a I've had a, a less than great experience with the Pine sixty four notebook, and Jesse can't get at this late stage of Pine phone to work with AT&T or Verizon or whatever he's using in the States to make a phone call. And so that, and, and, and that said, the States isn't easy because uh, this just last September I went back to the States and I had my Huawei and I got the Huawei phone and I deleted everything, reset everything and made it into like the ultimate vacation phone. I walked into AT&T, they were like, we're sorry, the CME code does not match anything that's supported on America, uh, on America, and I was like, oh no. That's exactly what I was like, I was like, oh no. And so, long story short, I just ended up uh, going to Target, and I highly recommend this to anyone, to anyone who's, who's doing this. So. Rather than face, so unless you have an iPhone with you or a, a well-known Samsung with an international build on it, right? Uh, you're not going to walk into the AT&T store and walk out with a, a SIM card. It's just not going to work. And by far in Texas, I think AT&T is by far the better one. I've used uh, T-Systems or T-Online, or whatever they call it, T-Mobile um, in the States, and it, it, it's okay, uh, it's okay, and they have a vacation, a, a, a three-week or 21-day vacation one for for 20 bucks, and that's fantastic. You walk into the, their store, it was no problem, they, they, they put it in, and they were like, wait a minute, and so they didn't do any CME check at the T-Online place, and granted, so that you know, the other thing in the States right now is they're moving to 5G. So they're much more restrictive than it was a, than it was a 3G kind of thing. Uh, um, uh, than it was a 3G, 3G type uh, environment. But it was, so two devices from the Pine phone. So I'm interested in the e-reader. I have a, a massive EPUB thing that I've downloaded from... Oh, you name it, I've downloaded those EPUBs from. I bought EPUB uh, CDs back in the day and put them all on uh, this open media server. So I have literally thousands of these book formats, right? Uh, if anybody, 
if if we if anybody wants me to share all of it's public domain uh, uh, public domain or even some of it is I hate to use the word pirate bay but I think some of it might be even that um, uh, the um, I can share and then of course I, I'm a big Gutenberg fan so I, every day have every have RSS feed for Gutenberg and every time something cool comes from Gutenberg I'll I'll come and I'll download it. Um, so I'm interested in that ebook reader that they got. Uh, but I'm really, really hesitant. Uh, they say that the pine, that the pine book pro is much better, but you know, if I'm, I'm going to get more use, I mean, they're selling, they're selling, you know, for $300, you can get a Chromebook now that's supported for nine years. And, uh, uh, for nine years and that's pretty, you know, so, so if, if you compare the cost of the Pinebook Pro versus something like, uh, the Lenovo do it and the do it, if you find it, that, uh, might come with a pin. Um, so it's, it's sort of, uh, an interesting, that's an interesting, interesting argument. What is going to be better at the, in the long run, uh, the do it or the, or the, uh, um, the pine book pro. I, I like that here. So anyone that has uh, pine stories, I would really love to hear because it, I was really, really thinking about a, a new pine purchase, either the reader or the, um, tablet or the, uh, um, uh, the pro, but not all three. And, and of course the phone was interesting because of the PDF, but it's hard for me to believe that the phone at this late stage of the game is not making calls in the United States. And I, I mean, Jesse is no Linux slouch. He does a distro watch podcast every week. Uh, him or him or one other guy. And, uh, and they write the blog there, so it's 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 obvious that he does a a great deal. Of, he has a great deal of, of, of practical Linux knowledge uh, just from just from that. So if it's not working for him, it probably wouldn't work for me either. Uh, so it would be really interesting to have uh, have review, have to have the community talk about the Pine Book. Uh, if it's not, so, let's check and see. So I'm at 93%. I'm going to press the the pause button. My my wife has exploded a chocolate cake in the microwave, and I have to check on this. Okay, back from investigating the chocolate cake explosion. Um, and uh, it was interesting. She made the chocolate cake from melting Christmas chocolate Santa Clauses. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, so we're at 99%. Lord knows how long 99% uh, will go. Um, so, phew, the um, it's it's updating and it's still pretty fast when I click on the menu and 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 things like this. So let me try to open another tab and see if I can get another tab. And. Uh, Let's see the ping, the ping, www.amazon.de. Those dudes are always up. 
So yeah, I got 8.4 milliseconds. It's not bad. Not bad at all. And back and it's still at 99%. And let's go through the menu again. So accessories, uh, this thing uses Pac-Man and edge, uh, it's got a QT something game. So it's got one game. It's got Linux. LX image uh, and LibreOffice and a screen grab for the internet. It's got uh, uh, Blue Devil Sin file, Blue Devil Wizard. I think that's something to do with Bluetooth. So it's it's got Firefox and Midori on it, and I'm pretty sure I put the Midori on it. Uh, something called TR. O-J-I-T-A for the thing. It's got an RSC client and a BitTorrent on it. So it's it's pretty it's pretty simple. And so he's still doing something with the kernel. So he's installing he's still at 99%. Um, in the office, it looks like it's a LibreOffice. Uh, um, and it uses something uh, QPT DFU, some, that's something I, that I haven't used. And sound and video, something called KB3, so I'm pretty sure that's an MP3 player, and I'm pretty sure I installed DLC myself. And uh, for system tools, again, it's got the two blue things, and oh, I don't know, so it's an HTOP. It's got the KDE Partition Manager, so somehow KDE Partition Manager showed up in, in the system the system preferences. Uh, so there's a LXQT settings, additional drivers, advanced network configuration, and that's where you go if you have the network. Slight network problem, alternative configurator, uh, apply the full upgrade button, uh, printer screensaver, software sources, and then about LXQT. So let's click about LXQT, see what comes up. Um, LXQT, what does it say about it? Uh, Advanced, easy to use, fast desktop environment based on QT technologies. So, uh, um, and uh, LXQT would not have been possible without the Razor QT project and its many contributors. Uh, copyright to 2010 to 2022 LXQT team and homepage LXQT.org. Um, okay, so that that's uh. Uh, Arthur's uh, and nothing good there. Thanks to uh, so they've got four and and they so yeah so they they do do uh, they do have some KDE stuff in it because they have a thank you to the KDE organization. Uh, technical info. Um, so I'm on version uh, 0.1414 um, and uh, Lubuntu, the Lubuntu with Lubuntu and it's uh, still at 99% so I guess I gotta pause it again. Golly this is the longest update of my entire career. Okay it finally it finally stopped it but it did completely update and so now sudo uh, shut down now minus r 
And of course it wants the password because update was so long that it did that. And now we get to see if it'll really update. And it, blank screen, blank screen, blank screen. Here it comes, here it comes. And Okay, and it looks, and okay, all right, so now they, I saw the HP logo on their Ubuntu, one button, two button, three button, four button, five button. Oh, it starts again, it starts again, it starts again. Uh, okay, and mouse cursor, and we're in, so JWP, let's put in the password. And did he remember to... So he, so it's good. Uh, let's do the same, the same test that we did before. Go down to system tools, and uh, uh, let's just do the H top now. Okay, so he's at with H top going. He's at three fifty two. So three fifty two at the update. He was at three eighteen before. So with all with the update and H top running. Uh, so let's cancel HTOP, uh, control C, and hopefully I'll get the uh, prompt. Okay, that didn't, I was hoping I got a prompt instead, it just closed it down. So let's go to the QT terminal again, and let's type free.h slash h, and uh, he's using, so, the difference between HTOP and the free is the free does 323 while the HTOP does 354. Uh, so it's about the same. So you still need about 300 megabytes to run everything. And again, I have no Google Drive, no Dropbox, no anything going on that. So it's, it's, just, it's just stock. So let's click the Firefox button. Firebox button is clicked. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Uh, so it took nine seconds to open it. It says you haven't used it in a long time, so it's, we're going to refresh it and refresh Firefox. And so one, two, three, four, five, six. Import complete. Finish. Okay, now he's opening. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's that's not too bad. That, that success. Uh, um, restore tabs and windows. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Let's let's uh, let's see if it'll let me. Oh, let's just do the YouTube desk real quick. agree I hate agreeing so so let's see 
Click on the first thing, the Whiskey Blues. Okay, so I've got the video, YouTube video playing. The speaker's on this thing. Okay, so let's do the free command. Let's do HTOP again. And so with the browser tab open and one browser tab open, playing a YouTube video, one browser tab open, I got, uh, it's a uh, 46%, uh, for, uh, so both CPUs are heavily taxed, so CPU one and CPU two on the stream, so even up to 80%. Um, and the memory is at 1.5 gigabytes, so then the only two things running are this the base system, which was 300, was 300 megabytes before, 330 megabytes before. And so, yeah, mm, I don't know if it's still, if I can still use this laptop in a, in a modern sense or not. I don't think you could have more than one tab. I mean, it's a, for sure, it's not a two-user system, so it's not something oh, my wife could log in and then I could log in and can hibernate. That that's 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 for sure not going to happen. That my Nook with Ubuntu uh, uh, 20 20.04, that's the standard uh, Ubuntu. Uh, it it has trouble with that with eight gigabytes of RAM. So, uh, but it is what it is. So. Uh, is it serviceable with Lubuntu? Yes. Uh, am I going to install the SUSE now? Probably not, because that's there's no trouble here. Uh, so I probably won't install the Gecko, or I have to find another machine to install the Gecko on. All right, uh, guys. Well, it's been 37 minutes, and I sort of rambled a bit, which is not normal for me. Um, Y'all take care. Have a good day. Uh, be safe. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR is kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.